to becoming the preferred agent, the preferred broker, the preferred salesperson in any procurement position is persistence. Now, one of the reasons people like email, one of the reasons people, hey, Mark, good to see you. One of the reasons people like email is rejection is softer. Think about it. When you send an email out to someone, they might not respond. They might not look at your email. That's rejection, but it's softer. It's not confrontational. Whereas the phone and face-to-face is harder and people struggle with rejection and that's why they default and they revert to a form of communication when chasing business which takes away takes away the confrontation of rejection but let me tell you there are more people getting rejected by email marketing than any other marketing why because thousands go out and no one responds and then What I want to talk to you about in persistence is that you've got to learn, and I want you to highlight this, you've got to understand the difference between persistence and nuisance. Persistence and nuisance is a big difference. Persistence is where you're relentless in getting back to people. Nuisance is where people are sick and tired of hearing from you. Why? Because every time they hear from you, they realize that you actually are not a value proposition provider. You're not actually helping that person at all. And what they see it as being is one-way communication. And that is, you're calling me because you want something from me. And they start seeing that as nuisance. And I've got to tell you, when I first got into real estate, I got trained by a trainer that said, just keep calling them. Don't worry about them. You just call them. And I called a client once. I will never forget it. 45 weeks in a row. And they just wouldn't respond to me. Why? Because I was an immature, young, scripted salesperson that had listened to a trainer that had never actually sold the product I was selling, which was my real estate listing presentation, and they were saying, just keep calling people, don't worry. No, that's being a harasser. And there's a difference between hustling and harassing. I want you to understand that. And there's a difference between persistence and being a nuisance. For me, it's very simple. Every interaction that you have with a client must be providing them information that's gonna help them move from their current position to what they see as being their future position. I want you to understand that the real secret is in sales, people are in their current state. And then what they wanna do is they wanna move to a future state. What is it? They're selling from Belmore and they're moving to Noosa. They're selling from Geelong and they're moving to Turak, right? They're basically moving from one spot to another spot. And what you've got to basically do is understand that your job, and I believe the magic number is roughly 24 times in a year. Hey, Lisa, I'm basically saying two times a month, two times a month is basically the contact you've got to have with people. And that's going to include a phone call, a text message. It's going to include, yes, emails, emails that provide information, not emails that are commissioned cash grab. They are also going to involve you seeing people face to face. And of course, 
thank you cards, right? They're a touch point. They show people that you care, that you actually went to the trouble, that put pen to paper. All these things, roughly 24 a year, two a month, are going to allow you to have a permission-based relationship with a client. Which brings me to the third thing that's going to help you become the preferred client, the preferred agent to a client in the market, and that is storytelling. Storytelling. And storytelling is about you being able via stories to help client understand that I'm going to help you go from here to here, from your current state to your future state. And um, I think that the best real estate agents that I work with have got this incredible ability to tell clients the whole story. And what I'm going to do with you is share with you a story that I think can resonate with clients in real estate. And it happened very early in my career when I made the shift from being a scripted commission breath salesperson to becoming what I started being a value added trust advisor. And this is what I said to a client, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, I want to let you know that in the first months of real estate, I made some mistakes, and those are the mistakes I don't want to make with you today. Let me tell you what they were. I would tell clients that they would achieve a price, a high price, and that that would actually be very seductive for them, and they would list with me. And I would actually tell them another story, and that is that they won't have to spend any money in advertising whatsoever, and that I would tell them that their property would be sold without much trouble at an incredible figure. And then what used to happen is sometimes that would happen, but most of the times it wouldn't. You see, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, if it was that easy, you could do it yourself. You could just put your property on the market yourself, put it on the portals, whack it on the social media, but I've got to tell you, there are some dragons that get in the way. And I want to talk about those dragons. You see, what you have to understand, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, some of those dragons are that the truth is the first person that's going to see your home is not necessarily the one that's going to pay the best price. And that's what I learned, that the first buyer is generally not always the best buyer. The second the second story I want to explain to you, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, is that there's a saying in real estate, and that is that the biggest liar gets the job. And when I was in my first few weeks, I learned that if you told someone that, hey, we're going to get you, you know, a million, that you'd get the business, and then what you could do is use a term that is called condition. And I don't do that in my business anymore, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor. Conditioning is when you actually grind the vendor down and you tell the vendor, hey, guess what? People are sort of saying like it needs more work than they can pay for that price. So they've got to allow for renovations or that it's too busy or that it's too far away from transport and the schools. And what you would do as a vendor is you would slowly, this is the rant, by the way. Yes, this is the rant, Deborah. So what they would do is they would sign you up and you'd be signed up for three months and you'd eventually just be worn down. 
and you eventually would actually drop your price. Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, what I'd like to say to you is that that's not the person I am anymore. I'm a person that will tell you, I'd like to aim for the stars. I'd like to give you hope, but I also don't want to get myself locked in and guarantee you that's the number that we're going to get. I'm also going to tell you that the truth is Pepsi-Cola and Coca-Cola and Nike and McDonald's and every large organisation for a long time invest in marketing. And the reason why they invest in marketing is they realise that there's a law and that law is called the law of product. And the law of product says this, it's not the best product that wins, it's the best marketed product that wins. Think about it. If that was the case, why do things like the Big Mac, which no one really likes, still buy them and still buy them in droves and still buy them to the point where they are the top of their market, market, um, uh, market share? Big Macs have got the biggest market shares of hamburgers. So why is that? Because don't you think that these companies realise marketing works? So Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, what I'd like to say is that I'd love to tell you that it's going to be easy and it's going to be sold with no marketing and it's going to be sold at a million dollars and it's going to sell in two days. But I have to say to you, there are some dragons along the way and some of those dragons are that people are going to come in and they're going to want to buy it cheap and that there are other properties on the market. It's not just yours that's on the market and every buyer wants to buy it at a lower figure. So my job as a real estate agent is to go out there and get everyone possibly looking for a property to look at yours and then to get them to fight over it. And it's called compression selling. And that is the right thing for you to do. If you want, however, I can try for a week where we don't actually do too much and we take the buyers that we've got. And by the way, they're pretty much the same buyers that the other agents have got. No one's got an exclusive rights on a buyer. Let's be very clear. And what we can do is we can take these buyers through and we can see what they got to say. And we can see if one of those people buys it. But what I'm saying to you is that what I've got to tell you is that I don't want to be in a situation where I was in my first month in real estate, where I sold a property and a buyer later on came to me and said, if I knew about that home, I would have paid an extra $50,000. But no one told me about that home. I wasn't aware of that home. And I've got to say to you, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, how would you feel if you knew there was someone out there that would have paid 50 grand more, but they just never saw your home? I want to avoid that trap. Guys and girls, whatever your story is, I just use the story there on marketing. Your story might be the story if you're up against a very successful agent. I don't know, you might be up against a real estate agent that sells all the homes in your marketplace. So your story's got to be different there. Your story's got to be, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, look, let's be clear. I don't sell the most homes, but I do sell the homes for most. You see, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, here's something you need to know. There are some real estate agents that actually run their real estate business like it's 
Coles or Aldi, high turnover. And what they do is that they list your property and it's one of 50. And all they care about is days on market and getting them sold quickly and turning them over. They care very little about the price. We made a decision in our business to actually list less properties because we fundamentally worked out we can't handle more than five properties per month at the one time. When we had more than five, I would have to pay all these young people that had very little real estate experience to get involved and you know, sit out open for inspections and talk to buyers and actually make callbacks. So I made the decision to actually be an agent that's a quality agent, not a quantity agent. Guys and girls, that again is just a story. Work the story that suits your business. Work the story that suits yourself and then explain the story to a client. And the reason why? Facts tell, but stories sell. Stories sell so much that you can be watching a movie and cry. Stories sell so much that you can actually be watching a movie and have hysterical laughter. Why? Because for a moment you picture yourself in that scene, like you're there. That's why I think storytelling is so vital in the world of selling. And I'll use a story myself. I'm so proud to tell you tonight that my client, Josh Tesselin, in the last nine weeks with zero database, his phone was taken off him from his past employer. He started from fresh. In nine weeks, he's done nearly 500,000 GCI. I'm proud of that story. I'm also proud of all the stories of the other real estate agents. And I'm pleased to let you know that we now have got case study after case study after case study of real estate gym members who came to us doing 200 GCI and now doing 700, 800, a million, one and a half, two million. And I'm pleased to let you know that Monday week we begin Hell Week. Hell Week is purely for real estate gym members and Hell Week is going to steal you up because there are minimum KPIs that you have to have and you've got to document those. In the gym, you're going to have to record the call connects that you make each day. We're going to have an accountability system for that week. This is the week beginning off the top of my head, the 12th of October. Susan and I are going to be immersed with you. This is not something that's just, you know, we're going to be with you every day. It will start off with me live talking to you with an on-track directions meeting. That's right. It's like you're going to be with me in your office having a directions meeting every day. Hell Week is going to help you steal up. Why? Because I think if you're going to be long-term successful in real estate, you can't be soft. Why? Because soft people get eaten up in real estate. You've got to be hard. That doesn't mean that you've got to be a ruthless, non-compassionate person. It's got to mean that you've got to get used to doing things that you don't feel like doing that are good for you. Because we know that if we can get you into a position where you're able to control your mind, and that's what we're going to teach you. We're going to help you understand this organ in your head and how to get on top of it. And there is no better person than me to help you there. Because I've got to tell you, I've copped enough suffering that I've been able now, more than any person I know on this planet, 
the uncertainty threshold and the suffering threshold I have that has been thrown to me by life, I've got to tell you, if I can just get you to have that same feeling, you'll make more calls. You'll chase harder. You won't get devastated and drop your head down and disappear off the face of the earth when you have some bad news. You'll wake up and you'll call people you've been procrastinating for. You'll overcome call reluctance. You'll learn the ability to actually ask for the business. Why? Not because you're taking their money, but because you owe it to them to have you in their corner as your agent. That's what I'm going to teach you in Hell Week. And it's open only to our real estate gym members. And if you're not a gym member and you've procrastinated and procrastinated, if you go to realestategym.com.au, if you join up, you're going to have 12 months real estate gym membership, including the 21-day course, including the 30-day course that we've had. So you're getting two of those courses that we had, the COVID course and the 30-day course that we just finished. And in addition to that, you're going to enter Hell Week. You're going to also get the 12 months real estate gym with my prospector, your personalized prospecting system that measures your calls, your connects, and your appointments. Guys and girls, and, everything from 2015. and as Susan reminded me, every bit of content, every script, every template, every dialogue, every system, whether it's the Tom Hector system, the Matty Steinway system, the best of Eric, the Tom Ferry stuff, the David Goggin stuff, the Gary Vaynerchuk stuff. Yes, some people will say, but Panos, you are like the Aldi of trading. Why? Because we're doing it at around $12 a week. I'm your coach for $12 a week. And I'm unashamedly pushing it because I'm not giving you some box and saying, give me four or five grand. No, I'm saying I'm with you for 12 months for $12 a week. Guys and girls, realestategym.com.au. The sun has now set a beautiful view on this great long weekend. We've had incredible weather. I'm signing off.